You're listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast, where we believe the leaders of the future are the students of today. Welcome to episode nine, where we continue to walk through our leadership acronym, and we take another look at the first letter L, which stands for love. This is a big topic and important foundation for leadership. We hope you get loads out of it and enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another Leaders of the Future podcast with me, Julian Clark from The 19 Project. And as always, joined by the wonderful, beautiful, charismatic, the ina- any other the words? In- the ina- oh, I can't even say the word, in- enigmatic, enigmatic. Enig- enigmatic, that's, that's the word. That's a hard word to say. <laughs> um, Joel Bagnall, all the way from Denmark and Lyft Leaders. How are we doing today, Joel? Well, you know, yes, I am yes. <laughs> I am, yes. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, f- fantastic. Hey, well, what about we, you, Julian? Hey, I, I am. I'm good as well, yes. Um, and I'm loving these podcasts we're doing. I just think the content is so good, and that's not just because it's us. I thought last week's was absolutely phenomenal with Pastor Glyn Barrett. Yeah, and um, hey, if you haven't listened to that, we give you permission. Press pause on this one and go back to that and listen to it. But uh, we are journeying of leadership a few weeks ago we talked we began to talk about leadership and how we measure it um, in ourselves and we kind of unpacked that acronym the word leader and we talked about the l word we talked about love and i know i just had fun that day just coming with um song tunes with the word love in the title and you were way more serious than me but we want yeah, we, we saw a different side of you that day julian <laughs> I can have fun, you know, grief. I make myself sound really boring. But uh, <laughs> no, that was, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that day, but I also enjoyed the, the content that we shared that day. You know, that's good to know. Um, there was some, in between me having fun, there were some good things said as well. So are we, are we lining up to do a, uh, a part two on this love word? We are. There, there were some stuff. I think last time we talked around loving ourselves, loving God, loving people. Um, and so today, talk around loving the kingdom and loving the church. Is the, but I have a question for you, Julian. Is that yes, because you can't hurry love? Hey, I used that one last time. You, you know? can? Um, did, you, did you ask the question, how deep is your love? I, no, I didn't. Okay. No. <laughs> so right. we're swapping roles this time, are we? <laughs> I just was checking if you haven't lost that loving feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm, I, I'm drawing a blank now. I haven't got a list of songs written down this week. She so. was on the other foot. I'm, You're just going to ask yourself, Julian, where is the love? Where is the love? Well, the, the love I have is for Jesus. Oh, yes. Bringing it back. <laughs> yes. The quintessential answer to every question. <laughs> so oh, good. we, we want to talk about love for the kingdom. And as young leaders, perhaps, with who we're talking to, what does that even mean? Mm. Yeah, that's, that is definitely a good place to start with that. Um, I was talking with a friend of mine last week, actually, uh, a young leader, and, and the, the topic of the kingdom came up. And um, he, he said to me that I didn't realize, I, I grew up thinking that when the Bible talked about the kingdom, it was just talking about heaven. That the you know the kingdom of God was heaven and it's where we go when we die because it's it's awesome being with God and being with you know Jesus in 
well, not not in person, I guess, but like in yeah, in person, in spirit, whatever. But the the, the truth is, is that the kingdom isn't about heaven. The kingdom is uh, what you would say now, but not yet. Uh, if you are in, if you are in Christ, you are a part of God's kingdom, and yes, that is in heaven, but it is also on earth. We we've talked about your will be done uh, here on earth as it is in heaven. So that's, that's what it means to be in, in, um, in the kingdom. And of course we have a kingdom because we have a King and loving God is about, um, seeing him as our King and we, we, we live for him, but to, to truly love the King, you've got to love the kingdom. And, uh, the reason why I feel this is important to, to highlight and talk about leaders is because the temptation, um, the temptation is that when you are in a development zone or when, when you realize uh, what leadership is and, or when you get given a task or a group of people to lead or, or, or whatever it is, you can get so caught up in what it is you are doing yeah. or the little corner of the kingdom that you're working on. Because I mean, if, if you're a leader, you are the most passionate person about the thing you are leading, the people that you are leading. Um, and, and of course you have a way that you do it that comes out of your conviction and um, maybe even a blueprint of what God is giving you or will give you. But the the thing, the trap we fall into all the time is we get so focused on what we are doing that we um, don't sort of put our heads up and take a look broadly and seeing, Oh my word, I have, I have extended family all over the world. Like I'm a part of, the kingdom and there are other beautiful parts of the kingdom and other people in the kingdom and other ministries and other people just like me that even though I agree with a lot of them or I might not agree with some of them, we are still a part of the same kingdom and the best and most healthiest way to lead, I think is to not just have a love for what you are leading, but just genuinely have a a love and a heart to lead in the kingdom and understand that you're not the only player. (laughs) <laughs> that there is uh, many, many other people that are like you and not like you um, and uh, loving that and celebrating that. And that's a really key mentality. Is it then, is it about having, I want to say this the right way, is it about having a bigger view of what God is doing? Is that, is that kind of what you're trying to articulate here? I'm just, I think I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, you know, if I'm a young leader, okay, I get that. You know, I'm part of something bigger. There are people doing other things. It's not all about me. But how does that then practically impact me as a leader? Because I've still got to do what I'm doing and I've still got to take responsibility for the area that I have in my hands. And, you know, if, if I've got a leadership role in my local church, then actually that does have my focus. But how, can, how can we help a young leader grab a hold of that bigger picture and help and see that help them in their own leadership? Yeah, it is about having a bigger view. Uh, and it is about also... Um, having a more humble view mm-hmm. because we we play a part in the bigger picture. Uh, you know, the, the Apostle Paul talks about the body of Christ and uh, we, you know, we all play a role and we have strengths and we have weaknesses and we might be like other parts, we might not be, but um, it is about having a bigger perspective, but also having a more humble perspective because, we might be so passionate about what we are doing, but we are just playing a role. Like if I think about what the apostle Paul also said about, um, uh, 
who about Apollos? Help me with the scripture. Someone planted, I watered. Uh, Apollos, right. yep. Apollos planted, or I planted, and Apollos watered. But God brought the increase, and that for me sums up uh, a kingdom mentality. That um, you know, I I have a part to play, and I am passionate about what I do. But um, I need to be open minded and open hearted, and be and be celebrating of what other people are doing, not seeing other people as a threat, not seeing them as a competition. Um, I mean, there's, there's so much in this. Um, mm. But I think having, having that perspective of we are a part of a kingdom, uh, I think brings a great balance and a great groundedness to, to what we're doing so, so that we don't build our own little kingdom within the kingdom. And that's, that's, that's a risk. Yeah, I'm being reminded, actually, when you talk like that, um, someone talked about, for young leaders, that we need a confident humility, which is a weird statement because we need confidence, don't we, to yeah. do what we're doing. But too too much confidence bleeds to arrogance. Yeah. And so that balance between, hey, I've got a role, I've got some responsibility, I am a leader, and I need to step into that and I can have a confidence in myself, but also the confidence that God gives me. But it's tied with the tension of it's not about me. It's about what God wants to do in me and through me as a representative of his kingdom. So I, I have that sense of humility, not where I kind of crawl on my face and or on my knee, you know, I'm on my face before God all the time, but actually having a so it's a bit of an oxymoron to say a confident humility it kind of the two things don't go together but there is a there's a balance there isn't there i think that we sometimes have sold humility from the wrong angle where uh yeah. humility is just thinking lowly about yourself yes um but i i mean i've heard a few different definitions but one of the most practical ones i've heard is that humility is understanding who you are in relation to god mm. um oh, that's really good yeah, who you are in relation to God. You know, it was C.S. Lewis that said that humility is um, not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. I think that is part of it. But um, it is true humility is understanding my position in relationship to God because God is my source. God is the reason. God is the grace. He's the enabler that, that, and that allows me to do anything. Um, you know, so I can only do that because of him, but I also have my value um, because of him and God sees me as valuable and important. That doesn't mean that I think that I'm lowly and worthless because you're not, we're not, we're no. extremely valuable, but we're only valuable because it's God who has done um, all the good for us. Yeah. So, no. so, so kingdom and church, are they separate? Are they together? How does that work? Um, uh, you know, can we help people understand that a little bit more without getting? <laughs> yeah, because it's a it, big it theological really, discussion this morning. It is. It is really a. It really is a big topic, and I, and I hope we're not. People don't feel like we're doing a, a disservice by being so brief about these these things. But really, um, we can we can dig into this a lot. We could teach about the kingdom a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I, I just, I just double checked. It was Paul that planted and Apollos watered, by the way. Yes. I just had to clear my conscience on that. Sorry. <laughs> I do, I do read and know, <laughs> do read and know my Bible. But um, I think if you come back to, and, and I'll, I'll get to that question, but to, to round off on, round off on the, the topic about the kingdom, 
Um, this is why it's so important to be a relational leader and a relationship-driven leader, not for the sake of your team, but if you understand that who you are and what you're building plays a part of a bigger, uh, bigger picture in God's kingdom, it's great to have relationships with other leaders outside of uh, what you're doing because there is such a richness of resources and faith and testimonies and skills and keys and encouragement that maybe you you don't have and that you can't have where you are at but if you are if you are thinking kingdom minded and you you want to invest into and you want to bless other leaders even though uh maybe they might not be able to do something for you in that moment um god honors those things and and you play um you play a part but you also get to participate in the fuller richness and resource of what God is doing across the world. So just to, just to, uh, it's more of an encouragement just to put your eyes up and see that there is a bigger picture uh, around you and going on and, and be committed to, to leading relationally in what you're leading, but also outside of what you're leading. That's my, that's my thoughts on (laughs) the kingdom, but this, this is also uh, it's good to define that, as leaders, we need to have a, a heart for the house of God. Yeah. In, the, in the kingdom, there is many houses, but uh, as a leader, it's good to have a heart for the house of God. Yeah, I was just listening to you that they were talking about the kingdom. I, I guess as well, we can get focused, can't we, on the fruit that we're producing mm. where we are and miss out that actually what we're producing can have an impact beyond what we see but we might never see it. And that's that kingdom view, isn't it? Mm. That we're sowing seeds into people's lives and we don't really know what's going to become of them mm. because we might not see it. You know, I can only think of my own experience. You know, I've been, I've been nearly 30 years in the same church. People come and go, but some of the people that I've had the opportunity to have input into their lives and they've gone through ministries, they've gone through the church, but they've gone to other parts of the world, other parts of the United Kingdom, and they're doing incredible things for God that's mm. producing a fruit that if I'd only focused on the fruit that I'm producing right in front of me, I would have missed it. Mm. And so that's a, that's a kingdom view there, isn't it? Yeah. Because people, people will leave for the right or the wrong reasons, the, the church that they're part of, but actually people move on, go to different places and, and it's good for them to do that. And they produce some stuff and they change people's lives and, you know, that's, that's a, for me, that's a, that's a kingdom view, but yeah, you've got to love the church. Yeah. We have to love the church in the midst of that as well. And we have, we have to love the church that we're part of and not see it just as a job that we're doing and a role that we have. Definitely. I would say the church is a great application of the kingdom. Um, the 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 kingdom of God is the extended family of God, but it's like I, I see our church as our immediate family, uh, of which we need. And yeah, as much as we could we could do a whole series on the kingdom, I'm sure we could do a whole series on the house of God. Um, but I see the the house of God as an important place where, as a for want of a better term, where your immediate family you can grow you can grow together. Uh, grow in your spirit and grow in your maturity, uh, grow numerically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a, it's also a place that 
that can be led. People can be discipled and led. And it's because, because the house of God is a location and it's specific, you know, that's where you can dig your roots into and you can come under leadership. You can be a part of discipleship and you can, you can be accountable. Like I see it as an accountable, accountable gathering of God's people. Uh, that's the house. And um, for people, you know, I, I run into people occasionally who are Christians and they love God and they're passionate about God, but they don't, um, they don't want to be a part of a house for right. one, one of many reasons. And the danger of what that does is it isolates them. And, and isolation is not what God intended for you. Uh, in fact, it says in the Bible that he who isolates himself rages against sound judgment. And that is um, some pretty strong words, <laughs> rages against sound judgment. Um, but the, the truth is, is that if you don't love the house of God and you want to go off and do your own thing or do, uh, do ministry or do something separately from the house of God, there is a vulnerability there a vulnerability of not being accountable or undercovering or being in the process of discipleship or being a part of a, a family. Um, you're, you're vulnerable and you're, un you're unaccountable and you are yeah. by yourself. And I think, I think that's a, a potentially dangerous place to be. Yeah. I was just making some notes and you've just said everything that I was thinking of saying that, you know, as a young leader to encourage them to, not just being a tender of the church that they're part of, not just see it as because I've got this role that I have to be there, but actually the benefits of being part of a local church, you know, it's, you know, we shouldn't foster the Hebrews. It says, you know, don't, this is good King James language. Don't forsake the gathering of the saints kind of thing. The brethren. Um, the brethren. <laughs> but actually you've, you've said it, friendship, family, you get leadership, there's accountability, there's protection, that spiritual cover. Um, there's pastoral care. You know, th there's correction. There's a there's opportunity to become more mature um, and experience God in in new ways. In the when you gather together as the body of Christ and a part of a local church and choose to be committed to that church you're part of, and to plant yourself, and even when times are tough, to make the decision that look, you know, not everything's always going to go my way. Things might not be the best every single day, but actually this is a non-negotiable for us. We will stay planted. We will stay a part of this local church and we will, because we're committed to the long haul. We're, um, Eugene Peterson says it, doesn't he? And I think Pastor Glyn Barrett almost used that phrase last week, uh, a long walk of obedience in the same direction. And I love that. That's mm. that's what being a part of local church is. Mm -hmm. That's what having a kingdom mentality is about, isn't it? That I'm. This is not just about a moment. This is about a lifetime decision to be a to be a leader and a person of influence for God over a lifetime, not just over the next few weeks or if I have a particular title and role in the life of church. Yeah, and it's. I get that some people find churches difficult to be a part of. Uh, because you are you're in touch with humanity <laughs> and humanity is broken and there's think there's things to to deal with in church and yeah. we might not always agree or things might not always be handled so well but um i would encourage anybody don't 
don't lose just because you've had bad experiences or you've heard of bad experiences to don't lose your faith in the potential of what church can be. It's not the be all and end all. God is the be all and end all, but the, 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 yeah. the church is the community uh, that sticks together. Um, like you said, in a long walk of obedience <laughs> uh, in, in the right direction um, towards God and, it makes me sad, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but I've definitely encountered um, people who have lost their faith unknowingly because they've decided to take an overly defended or offended um, position yeah. against the church, you know, and it's a slow death. Uh, any Any seed of hurt and pain that's allowed to foster or any attitude that comes in where... Um, you are anti-church. It, it, it might not manifest instantly, but over a long term, the more vulnerable and the more you isolate yourself from the kingdom of God, um, it's not a good place to be. There was one guy I know who was a wonderful youth leader, uh, who ran a great youth ministry in Brisbane, where I was from, and he had this great mission with bands and the Christian music scene and 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 just music in general had a, a passion to help people through the music industry and maybe he had some negative experiences in church. And so he started another church where it was the church that uh, talked about what they wouldn't do. We wouldn't do what other churches do. That was a really bad way to start because mm. they, they started meeting in their house and then they thought, okay, let's, but we don't want to do that because other churches do that. So we start meeting in the pub. So they were meeting in the pub and they were the church that met in the pub, but then they just became a group of friends that met in the, the pub and then they, then they didn't talk about God and they were just at the pub and then they stopped meeting. And then all of a sudden there was a whole community of people, not yeah. just disposed from church, but they weren't Christians anymore because they took this defensive or offensive stance against the church rather than looking into how could they become something and how can they work through that pain and um, learn, how, learn how to gather in a positive manner. And also in, in Denmark, you know, there is, I won't mention his name, but there is a very famous uh, man. I get asked all the time because I'm from Denmark. Oh, do you know this such and such great evangelist and, uh, you know, Christian guy who travels around the world and does public baptisms and uh, has, this, has this large ministry that's well known. And in many ways, uh, it is effective in getting people saved and puts people quickly into a discipleship process. But it is, but because it is anti-church, is not healthy, hmm. uh, and that's taken its toll on even the people who have got saved because they've got saved and they weren't able to be discipled into healthy communities or a healthy church. So, uh, I, I say that to say this to to any young leaders: be about the kingdom. Uh, we got to be about the kingdom. There's so much we could say in that, but also don't be about the kingdom and not about the house of God because it is the best application to healthily dig your roots in and be a part of an imperfect community that brings about the perfection of God in your own life over time. Oh, that's amazing. And um, I hope, I hope anybody listening, we, we, we've just had a kind of conversation around a massive topic yeah. um, of kind of leadership in the kingdom and church. But I hope in the midst of our kind of just chatting about it, people have been able to grab a hold of something. And I think that last statement you've made is, is really, really powerful. So I want to say thanks to people for listening. And uh, we'll be back again very soon with more wisdom and leadership insight here on the Leaders of the Future podcast.
Thanks again for listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast. We hope that you feel empowered and have been inspired to step into greater things in your leadership journey. If you don't want to miss out on the upcoming episodes, why don't you hit subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast on and we'd love to stay connected via social media, whether it's in Lift Leaders or The 19 Project. And until we get to be together again, God bless.